There is only Christ. Christ is everything. Christ is in everything. From the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians, chapter 3, verse 11. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to my podcast, Christ Through the Elements. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. If you are returning, welcome back. In this podcast, I do two things. Actually, really, three things, let's say. First of all, I am reading my way through Father Richard Rohr's wonderful new book, The Cosmic Christ, and I'm reading a few pages at a time and kind of jotting down quotes and ideas that stick with me. And I share that in the first part of the podcast episode. After that, I am using another book called The Elements, A Visual Exploration of Every Known Element by Mr. Theodore Gray. And I'm going number by number, step by step, through the periodic table, reflecting on what Mr. Gray tells us about that particular element. And today we are up to number 24, chromium, what he can tell us about that. And then in the third part of the podcast, I am weaving the two together and offering some ideas about what that element can teach us about Christ. In other words, with the idea that through God's creation, we can know quite a bit, but not everything, of course, about God. What does this particular element teach us about God, specifically the universal, the cosmic Christ that Father Richard is talking about? And I started with a couple of brief messages in the podcast. Uh, One of them is a message that uh, helps me to make a few pennies off of your listen, and I do appreciate that, of course. And then the other is a public service announcement that I am giving to um, hopefully raise some awareness about uh, an issue that I feel very, very um, committed to. So we'll have the first break. When we come back, please stay with us through the break, and we'll talk about the chapter that I am reading, chapter 10 in The Cosmic Christ. Welcome back, and thank you for staying with me through that short break. I think I misspoke on the title of Father Richard's book. It's actually The Universal Christ, and we are in chapter 10, finishing it up, actually. And the title of that chapter is The Feminine Incarnation. And yesterday, I reflected on the first part of the chapter, and today it is the concluding part of the chapter. Father Richard says this about mothers. He says on page 125, Humans like, need, and trust our mothers to give us gifts, to nurture us, and to always to forgive us, which is what we want from God. And then the quote that I think stood out for me the most is this one. Not one heroic action is attributed to Mary, only trust itself. She is pure being and not doing. And I want to just pause here for a minute. Um, you know, she, Mary, is remarkable as far as our canon or communion of saints is concerned because so many of the saints that we remember, the holy men and women of the church, are people who did tremendous things, right? Started religious orders or explored and missionized or wrote incredible volumes and volumes of works. 
Mary didn't do any of that. What she did was say yes and continue to say yes through her entire life. And Father Richard really builds on this when he says on page 127, Mary is the great yes that humanity forever needs for Christ to be born into the world. And in Mary, we see that God must be must never be forced on us, and God never comes uninvited. You know, think of that beautiful, beautiful scene of the Annunciation when Gabriel comes and gently and openly says to Mary, and Mary responds and says, yes, one of my very favorite scenes in, I think, the entire Gospels because of its simplicity and its power and its importance. And then Father Richard goes on in the chapter to say, if Christ and Jesus are the archetypes of what God is doing, Mary is the archetype of how to receive what God is doing and hand it on to others. And then finally, in the conclusion of the chapter, Father Richard says on page 128, in Mary, humanity is said our eternal yes to God, a yes that cannot be undone, a corporate yes, which overrides our many no's. And it is for this reason that Mary is called throughout the New Testament, the new Eve. If the original creation of God, Adam and Eve, said no through their disobedience, if you will, of God, it is Mary who says yes and births the new Adam, Jesus the Christ. Well, shifting gears is our discussion and reflection on chromium, which is number 24 on the periodic table with the helpful and perhaps obvious atomic symbol of CR. And Mr. Gray, right at the beginning, gets something important out of the way, which is chrome, as in the chrome bumpers in cars in the 1950s and 1960s. What exactly are those? And is there really any chromium in there? Well, the answer is yes, there is. He says that there is a thin layer of chromium metal which is electroplated over a thicker layer of nickel and then electroplated over a base of iron, zinc, brass, or even plastic. So they are not solid chromium. In fact, there's only a little bit of chromium in there, but it is the chromium on the surface that gives chrome bumpers and chrome other items its incredible luster and incredible shine. He then also reminds us about alloys, which we talked about in the previous uh, episode. And he says that chromium is alloyed with iron and nickel, and it is actually a key ingredient in stainless steel. And it is about a quarter of the weight of stainless steel. He says that it is also used in tools with vanadium, which is what we talked about in the previous episode. And then Mr. Gray says quite helpfully, I think, that chromium is, quote, extremely shiny, highly corrosion resistant, and beautiful in so many ways. And the only reason chromium plating isn't used instead of silver and jewelry is that it's just too cheap to be taken seriously. But he does say that it is in our cheap silverware, in air quotes there, that it, there is no silver in most of our silverware, what might actually be better called flatware in our drawers at home, but it is the chromium that gives it the shine, that gives it the, the luster. And finally, like yesterday, we talked about the color that vanadium 
gives to uh, the world in the emerald green, um, chromium also gives us a color that is desired by artists, and they actually know it as chromium oxide green. So stay with me, if you will, through this next short break, and when we return, we're going to put these two parts together and ponder briefly what chromium can tell us about Christ. Thank you for staying with me through that short break. So where do we go from here? Well, Father Richard, again in the chapter on the Divine Feminine, kind of draws a contrast between Christ, Jesus the Christ, and Mary of Nazareth, Mary who is Theotokos, the Mother of God. And basically what he is saying is that Christ creates everything and Creation, as St. Francis and, and many others have noted, is the first incarnation. Because through Christ, all of everything, all matter, everything is made. And it is through Mary, Mary of Nazareth, Mary the Mother of God, that Christ becomes incarnate and becomes fully human and fully God. And in that process, Mary and it's very important to remember this, she is not divinized. She does not become God. Um, she is not a, a female face or female version of God, but rather she becomes fully human in her embracing of the yes that she gives that allows Christ to be born into the world. So if Christ is God becoming flesh, Mary shows us what it means for a human like us in all things but sin and what it is like for a human to fully and completely say yes to God and therefore birth and bring Christ into the world. So how does this relate, of course, to chromium? Well, I think it has to do with that one little quote that Mr. Gray gives us where he says that we would use chromium in most of our jewelry because it works for many reasons, but it just is too cheap to be taken seriously. And I wonder if that yes, that yes to God, we sometimes think that's just too cheap to be taken seriously. Now, I don't mean Mary's yes, okay? Don't get me wrong here, because there's nothing about Mary, the mother of God, who is, that is cheap and that we shouldn't take seriously. Instead, what I am saying is, in our own lives, do we sometimes think we have to do so much in order to impress God, in order to uh, gain God's favor, in order to, quote, get into heaven? I can't tell you how often I hear that in the places where I uh, find myself, that the whole purpose of life is to get into heaven. And yes, heaven is eternity, heaven is part of what we are about. That being said, I think the whole purpose of life is to begin to experience the fullness and the presence of God so that when we pass from this form or this aspect of life that you and I are living day to day here, 
when we pass through death into the fullness of God, which we call heaven, which we call eternity, that we there's a continuity, that there's living in God's love and presence now and partially and living fully into God's presence and love later on. So yes, that is there is a sense that life is about heaven, but it's not about earning heaven or gaining heaven or 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 saying somehow this doesn't matter right now, it's all about heaven. No, it's all about love. It's all about God and it's all about God's presence. And I think again, sometimes the yes that we say to God each and every day, each and every moment of every day, when we become aware of God's presence, when we say thank you for the many, many gifts and the incredible abundance of everything that God gives us, starting with the very fact that we're breathing and the fact that we can breathe and the fact that we have this, this world and this universe and this cosmos, that is the yes that God wants and that God desires. God never forces. That's key in the story of Mary and the story of God and God's salvation. God never forces because God wants us with our hearts and with our lives and with our minds and with our hands and with our guts and every part of our being to say yes. And again, sometimes I think we might think that's just too simple. It's too easy. It's too, as Mr. Gray says about uh, chromium, that it's, quote, too cheap to be taken seriously. There is nothing cheap about the yes we say to God. In fact, it is the most valuable, most valuable, not thing, but the most valuable aspect of you and I, you and me. It is our will. And when we say yes to God, not just our own lives change, but the cosmos changes because God's creation needs you and needs me and needs us and needs all of us together to continue on a day-to-day, moment-to-moment basis to birth Christ into the world. Mary's yes started that in a very unique and special and world-changing way, but your yes and my yes right now, right here, continues that. Can you say yes? How do you say yes? And uh, honestly, one final thought here. The yes isn't just a, 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 a mind, belief, creedal statement. You know, sometimes we think that, well, you know, when we come to believe in God, it, it's about, you know, saying yes to, to all of these um, orthodox statements. And, and there is a value to that. There is an importance to that. They, they give us a framework. They give us guidance. They give us wisdom and tradition across the ages and across the geography. That being said, it is a yes in faith of the heart, of the trust that we put God, we put God center in our lives and, and not center like You know, we spend every moment of our days praying or doing incredible pious actions, but rather we strive to see and to know and to experience God in in every moment of our lives. We ask the question, wow, this is happening, whatever it is, where is God in this? What is God showing me? What is God teaching me? And most importantly, to what is God calling me through this and in this? That's the yes 
And that's what it looks like, and that's how it is when we say yes to God. Wow, I uh, went a little further than I was anticipating there. These are uh, unscripted, and sometimes I don't even know when the Spirit is going to grab me and take me into, um, into a place that hopefully you need to hear, and I certainly need to hear my own self speak. So there we are. So come back, please, for the next episode. Hope to post that again soon. And until then, may the blessings and peace of Christ be with you always.